0: Hi, I'm Alex Frecon. You're listening to My Therapist and I, a podcast that isn't just about therapy; it is therapy. More specifically, my therapy. Dr. Steve used to always joke that I did too much therapy, and in this week's episode, I confront that hard truth. Dr. Steve might be right. How much therapy is too much therapy, and is it a time to step back and take a little break? These questions and more. Hope you enjoy. Well, hello there, podcast. It's me, Alex. There's no Dr. Steve here today. And spoiler alert, I'm going to dive right into this. There's not going to be Dr. Steve for a little bit. There's not going to be Alex either. Um, This is a follow-up of the last episode, which I believe the subject, or sorry, I believe the episode was called Can You Take a Hiatus from Therapy? And I don't know if you guys picked up what I was sort of putting down there, but I've had some time to think about it, and I think that episode, that last episode, was really just a lot about me processing all of the therapy that I've been doing last two months, I think. Really kicking into the EMDR work is what sort of started this process for me, where I've been spending a lot of time thinking about, man, is there such a thing as too much therapy? I have come to the conclusion that for me, there is, (laughs) and it's, it occurs when I see four different therapists in one week, which like, from my perspective, that's wild to say out loud. I mean, four different, imagine going once, okay? And then multiply that by four, do it four more times in one week, um, yeah, I think the last couple weeks have been nuts. I'm going to be honest, since January it's been nuts. But uh, it all sort of came to a head. The culmination of the chaos occurred the last last two weeks. Um, There's a big event in town, the 3M Open, which is a PGA golf tournament that takes place in Minnesota, where I live. Did a lot of work for that. It was a lot of fun, but it was very busy. And... Um, in between that i had i think every other week i was doing four um sessions a week uh one with dr steve um one with um haley and i's marriage counselor for our wedding um another with emdr and then finally i'd see george and that is a lot <laughs> everything in a taunt and I got to a really interesting point uh, in my therapy journey I would say two weeks ago something very unique happened something that has never occurred before I started to not want to go to therapy and if there was a gasp noise on my soundboard nope that's not it I mean I don't have a gasp so I don't even know why I'm pressing these buttons but I'd hit it you know, <gasps> Right, because Alex loves therapy. He made a podcast about it. Um, but the truth is, it was it was a lot. It was too much. And I got to the point where I was so e- equal parts drained, and I just was like, nah, I don't want to. It's not going to do me good. It's I hate to say this, but Dr. Steve was right. I mean, it kind of really annoys me to say this, but it got to a point where I was like, I'm going to, it'll be better for me to take some time to chill than it will to dive into the depths of my psyche and relive childhood trauma, etc. cetera. Um, so I just started canceling appointments. Never done that before. And um, honestly, it was good for me, I think. It was humbling because... <laughs> I was talking to Haley about it, and I think I mentioned—I don't know—it's within the last three episodes. uh, I was talking to Doctor Steve about how EMDR work has been particularly daunting—not daunting, but uh, challenging. I mean, it's work. I'm showing up, and I'm like, like okay, putting my hard hat on, got my lunch pail, I'm heading into the mine. Like I'm gonna put in a hard day's work, and it's a little intimidating. And Haley was saying. She was like, I was listening to you recount that experience with EMDR and I wanted to shout like through my phone, like this is what therapy is like for everyone. Or more important, I think her point was like therapy isn't easy for a lot of people. Like that's how hard it is for most people just to go to talk therapy. Um, The point being, I tend to be like, oh, I love going to therapy. It's so much fun and, you know, blah, 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 blah it was good for me to experience what it is like to, for therapy to be hard and to be draining and intimidating. And, uh, yeah, I had my last EMD, EMDR session was two weeks ago and I prefaced it by saying, Hey, I don't know if I can do it today. And she was like, well, let's talk about that. And we did. And, um, sh- we did a- we ended up doing a little bit of EMDR at the end, probably like 15, 20 minutes. But she was like, you know, Alex, you're a little bit unique in that EMDR can be very draining. She was like, she talked about her experience. She would do it on Friday so she could spend the weekend just sort of decompressing. And <laughs> she's like, it's very uh, challenging work. It's more so challenging to do it in the middle of the week at nine in the morning, to start your day, hump day, starting it with an hour of intense work self-reflection and I was like yeah yeah duly noted good point point." and um, that was sort of I walked away from that one being like man I do need a break and so I canceled last week's appointment I have one this week I don't know that I'm ready for it I could I could see myself canceling it again being like I just need a break I just need to not be I need to not experience sort of any kind of uh, emotional stress or fight or flight or, you know, process it. That's not to say I'm not benefiting from it. I definitely am. And that brings me to my next point. I think that my work with Dr. Steve and my work with the three other therapists, every time I say it out loud, I'm just like, I'm turning into a caricature. (laughs) Like, this is just such a, Persona. I could turn this into a character in a screenplay or something. The more I've met with therapists and experienced different kinds of therapists, the more I've become comfortable with who I am as a person. And a lot of that, I hate to say this again, but I give credit to Dr. Steve. uh, Because I think Dr. Steve pressed and pushed back on me to sort of really... Consider And he didn't always do it in ways that I liked, I will be honest. Sometimes it felt, um, Dr. Steve, if you're listening, sometimes it felt a little cold-shouldery. Like, come on, kid, toughen up, which I know is not your intention. But it just felt a bit old school. And I think I remember saying that to you, and if I recall correctly, you are like, well, what do you mean old school? But you sort of pushed me to consider that everything I'm experiencing is quite normal. Uh, and the takeaway from me there is the message, "Hey man, you're you're good," and I think that's sort of settled in a bit for me. I still get anxious, but I found myself more freak, more <laughs> frequently responding to that anxiety with a like, "Well, you know, this is pretty normal. I mean, it sucks, but." I bet you a lot of other people feel this too. You're not weird or a freak for, you know, feeling anxious. It was just this morning, for example. I'm very stressed out because, uh, hey, you know, first world problem here, but um, my fiance and I just purchased a home. I think I mentioned that, bought a house. Unfortunately, you know, the housing market was such where we were sort of expecting to go, it took us seven months and we were expecting to go another six months. So we, we signed, we re upped on our lease. Um, and now I'm potentially stuck paying, you know, rent in two spots. And we are really, really stressed out about that because financially, you know, we can't have two properties. <laughs> like, um, you know, cool stories, great, but we're not there yet. And uh, I joke about it, but it's super stressful. And I woke up this morning um, feeling very, very stressed out about it. And to the point where I was like, I can't do anything. You know, I was sort of just wandering around my apartment. I was like, I can't do work. How am I going to do work? I'm just consumed. You know, I've I've been trying everything, posting it, talking to all my friends. It's totally outside of my control. I don't know what else I can do. And as I was sitting with that anxiety, I started, that voice kind of came back, that my fault voice I've talked about, which is like, Alex, this is your fault. Like the fact that you're stressing out about this, something's wrong here. And I forget what prompted it, but I just stopped and I was like, wait a minute. Is something wrong here? Like this is a pretty natural response. I bet you anyone in my position would be super stressed out about this. Granted that didn't, you know, that doesn't change anything in terms of still stressed out but it definitely I was like okay uh it's okay for me to be freaking out a little bit it's okay for me to feel um anxious it's okay for me to f- kind of feel fight or flight e let's just let's just truck truck on through the day and that's what i did and then i came home and i went for a run and uh, that's a new development for me. And I give credit to Dr. Steve and EMDR and George. And uh, I don't think I'm going to give Terry credit there because she's more of a couples therapist. She were, yeah. No offense, Terry, for you're listening. Um, but yeah, I'm starting to feel uh, much more comfortable with the things that I experience. And that, trusting that I'm in a good place and that feels good and I think that in of itself is contributing to sort of me wanting to take a step back from therapy and so the question is okay Alex why well, are you just gonna stop altogether I don't know there's something interesting about that I uh, am scheduled <laughs> I'm talking about taking a break I'm scheduled to see two therapists this week <laughs> like so oh, okay it would be nice to go to just one or just do none. I've done none the last last week. I didn't see a therapist. The week before, did I? Yeah, I did. I only saw one. I haven't seen George in like three weeks. So I feel like, if anything, I'll cancel my EMDR again. Just see George. But, I'm you know, my brain is suggesting some, some interesting, some wild concepts. Life without therapy. I bet you Dr. Steve's like just jamming out to this. He's like, yeah, 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 go Alex, go. Um, and it's strange and it's cool and it's exciting and yeah. So what does that mean for the future of this podcast? I like what Dr. Steve said in our last episode. Um, he found it funny that I used moving as sort of a break point. He's like, it's funny that you would stop because you're moving as opposed to not needing or you know wanting to take a break. And I still think, my brain works in such way. I'm like, okay, when I move, I'm I'm after this, I record this, I'm taking down my podcast stuff, I gotta pack it up, I gotta move the chair, like, that's a process, so there's gonna be no podcast for a couple weeks. But also, I thought more about how he framed it of, that's the format of therapy. You take a break, and if in a week, or two weeks, or six weeks, or three, four months, you're like, hey, I wanna check in, you do. And that's part of the journey. It's not something where you have a definitive start and a definitive end. But that doesn't mean there can't be a definitive start and definitive end. It's kind of a, just a giant. It's kind of like the universe. It's not linear. It goes in any which direction you want. Uh, is my understanding. And I think in my personal journey, I'm getting to a spot where I can try taking a break. So that's what I think I'm going to do. And I also talked about this with Dr. Steve, but a weird element of this podcast, I think an odd influence that I had on it was just sort of my, you know, we we were always trying to juggle like, okay, is it therapy? You know, we want it to be therapy. We want it, sometimes it's about therapy. And then other times it's a podcast. It's a piece of content made to be consumed and the part of my brain that loves making things and marketing things and building things and growing things was always like okay i want this you know i want this podcast to be successful which is a weird approach to take to therapy i want people to be interested in my therapy that's like a very odd mindset to have and i don't recommend it for anyone right when you listener go in for therapy I would strongly encourage you to not worry about whether or not people you know are listening. <laughs> no one is listening, okay? Let me reassure you, no one is listening to your therapy except for your aside from your therapist, and that's the way it should be. And I sort of created this um, interesting scenario where I also was considering how compelling the content was to people. Granted it's my life. And it's some of my more intimate thoughts. It was a very peculiar thought experiment to be like, okay, this is what I'm thinking and feeling, and I'm going to share it with you, Dr. Steve. But also, I hope other people find it interesting. I hope they don't find it boring. And Dr. Steve used to always counter with, you know, unfortunately, people tend to be more interested in like darker shit. (laughs) Like, you know, if we were talking about my history of like murdering people or like torturing animals or, you know, like dark twisted or like I'm a compulsive liar and I was sharing, you know, secrets about my lying escapades or the multiple personalities I have. Like if I was talking about stuff like that, I'm sure people would, you know, find that more compelling, much like people love murder shows and murder podcasts and people don't typically listen to like vicissitude podcasts. Um, you know, they like pop culture, or they like uh, weird or juicy or gossip, and I feel like this podcast was always sort of meant to be more reflective of actual experience, and exp- actual experience can be kind of kind of tame sometimes, and sometimes mundane. And I was always, that was probably, looking back, that was my always my greatest insecurity with this podcast, was that it would come across as mundane, or not particularly insightful. Um, just my general understanding of podcasting. I don't listen to a ton of them. I listen to a few. I typically do when I'm on a road trip. I'm driving for a while, and uh, I love to jam out to them. And usually, I'm a pretty passive listener. Um, but I usually go with like history stuff or strange, you know, mysteries or disasters, <laughs> and um, it just sort of turns into background conversation. I, was, was like I could tune in and out. So I was sort of hoping maybe people would have that experience with this podcast. Um, but yeah, it was, there is a loyal following of, of you guys. It was always growing week in and week out. Um, but there is a part of me that's like, Hey, this is a great time to take a break. We'd sort of, I'd set some target goals, I guess, and we achieved about half of them. But also, in addition to that, I'm in an okay place for for right now. Um, The only thing I was a little concerned about was sort of the waking up in the middle of the night and sort of uh, feeling like, I call it pack attacks in my sleep. I think Dr. Steve and I talked about that last episode. But those have... Wouldn't you know it? Those have subsided. I think that was just more so stress, immediate. Typically when I'm um, very stressed out in the the immediate term, I I start to get those. But Those have since subsided. Um, My work plate, my work stuff's clear. I'm done there. I can focus on packing up. I can focus on moving. Um, Yeah, I can take a few days to just chill out, Uh, which... I'm quasi going to do. I also want to sort of continue to grow the business. So there's some stuff on the docket there. No rest. You can't really take time off because the time you're taking off when you're self-employed is you you don't get, you don't get PTO (laughs) that does not exist. So you're not working. You're not getting paid. I'm a burp. Hold on. Um, Dr. Steve had made a suggestion. He's like, if you ever do a solo podcast, Alex, you should rank, talk about your different experiences with different therapists. I don't know if he was joking. I think he was serious. And also, I think it has been really, really unique and kind of cool to work with four different therapists at the same time. You listeners might be like, that's wild. Can't believe you do that, Alex. You're crazy. I'm learning the term "crazy." You're, I use it colloquially, and you're not supposed to in like the mental health world. So forgive me for that. Uh, however, working with a lot of different therapists makes me appreciate the fact that, like, and I've mentioned this before, they truly are. They each handle things vastly differently. For example, working in EMDR. I can tell um, the work is very personal for her. She's done it herself. She's been on her own journey. She shares a lot of her journey uh, with me. And EMDR is pretty clinical, I suppose. I mean, you do the work. It's kind of like a worksheet, a mental worksheet. There's not there's not a ton of flexibility there. Um, but she is very passionate about her journey and it's sort of, it can be a little bit overwhelming at times because I told George this where I'm like, Hey, can, can you just stop talking for a little bit? Um, that's what I think in my EMDR sessions. But, and then, um, Terry, who does our couples therapy, uh, is different. She's kind of similar to EMDR lady, Michelle in that, um, She's very, she's very much a proponent of the type of work that she does. But Terry's unique in that she's very like uh, research based. So she's referencing um, methodology and uh, research all of the time. She knows all and the protocols she uses. She knows them inside and out. So she's explaining things to us in terms of these protocols. You know, um, she's explaining ideas to us in terms of these different teachers and she, I really like working with her because she's found what works for her and she's very transparent. Like, this is my angle. This is how I approach it. I love approaching it this way. Uh, so this is what you're going to get with me. (laughs) And if you don't like it, you know, go somewhere else. She doesn't say that, but that's sort of implied, but I, um, Yeah, very research based. Working with Dr. Steve, super unique in that I I describe that work as like, hey, how do I get you out of (laughs) here? Like, he's very much, I very much get the vibe that he's like, I want you to be, feel like you don't need therapy as, as soon as possible. And at first, that really bugged me, right? Because I came in here, I started this podcast being like, nah, therapy is just good for routine. It's good to just check in all the time. Uh, it's like going to get acupuncture, or it's going to the gym. It's like going for a run. Uh, you should do it whenever. And he was like, "No, let's get you in. Let's get you out." However, I've you know I've I've really come to appreciate this idea of there is such a thing as over therapy and over analyzing and circling, and you know analysis paralysis and um he has sort of represented like let's put some um pen to paper or what are what are the phrases like where is the rubber meets the road and he has been very at times direct and i like that it's been cool other times it's been frustrating he does not strike me as the most empathetic person from time to time. Um, but I know that he is because he said things. You know, Dr. Steve, you've said things, very caring things, and you've talked about how you develop you know, um, relationships with your clients in the sense that you start to care for them. You know, you understand their pain and their hurt, and it becomes yours. And, you know, it's like really profound stuff. But then there's the other side of him where he's like, all right, let's get you in, let's get you out. Chop, chop. You know, he's He's, uh, he's um, a bit clinical himself, which is good. I think that's good. I think, you know, it's structure is good and focus is good. And um, I don't want to use the term stern, right, because he's not. But he's definitely like sturdy, <laughs> not rigid, but you know, but not like, for example, there finally comes George. George is sort of the opposite, I think, of Dr. Steve. George is like the wide open ocean. If if Dr. Steve is like a canal, you know, or a waterway, George is sort of like an abyss. <laughs> he he's very his approach is very much to make you feel comfortable to talk about whatever and to through that, you know, talk about whatever's bothering you at that point in time and um, also it's hard for me to reflect upon my work with him cuz we've been doing it for over seven years and that's just who knows maybe seven years ago we were very structured but we never were honestly it was more talk therapy in its truest form Alex tell me how you're feeling Um, the one thing I will say is that George has been very instrumental in pushing me towards the same thing that Dr. Steve has, which is this idea of acceptance, he just phrases it in a different way. He's always um, he uses this phrase of like, you know when I talk about things that really frustrate me that you know feel unfair, he's like, you know, I encourage you to just think about how lucky you are to be aware of the scenario in the first place, to not be enslaved by it. You know, you have the choice to act. You can go left or you can go right because you're identifying the fact that you're at a fork in the road. A lot of people can't even acknowledge the path that they're on and they're beholden to it. Where, yes, it's frustrating to be like, I'm on this windy, crazy, or, you know, I've come across this tree in my way and it is impeding me and that frustrates me. Well, now, you know, you have the ability to acknowledge it and move around it. Yeah, it takes more effort, but you get to keep going. And a lot of people don't. He made an analogy. Uh, You don't get mad at a tree when it falls. You know, it's objective. And I remember that struck me because I was like, I was very quick to blame other people for inconvenience, right? Why would you, you cause me to feel this? with your you know, selfishness or your whatever. And I, I, that phrase he used, you, know, you don't get mad at a tree that falls in the road, it helped me appreciate that some things are outside of people's control. And, and he ties that into family of origin and stuff like that. Like there are people, I imagine listeners in your life, not to get preachy, this is how I understand it. There are people in my life who frustrate the hell out of me. And I think that they do it on purpose. And George has been encouraging me to be like, think of it as, they might not even be aware. It might be so ingrained in their being, you know, the way that they were raised, that they're just being themselves. And, you know, they have to, they have no choice. He's like, look at it as if there's no other way, they have to be that way, based on the way that they were raised, their needs being met or not met. You can't really get mad at nature. And I think that is the thing that sort of I take away from our work together. And it's true. Like, you don't get mad when it snows. I mean, you do, but you're not like, I can't believe it's snowing on me. How dare it? How dare nature? There's something there. I don't know. I'm getting a little vicissitude, but um, that's my work with George. Super vicissitude. He's a very philosophical dude, very well read, quotes the most arcane literature, psychological literature ever, and it's so frustrating. He's always like, "Do you remember that quote by Franz Victor Lichtenstein?" And I'm like, "No, George. Never heard like do I strike you as a man who's read thousands of psychology books? No, I don't know this random quote you're pulling out. And he laughs. He's like, oh, I, no, I'm, it's a well-known quote. No, it's not. Nobody knows of it but you because you've read like every book. Um, but yeah, he's also steered me in the direction of some really awesome books on that note. Um, Vic, is Victor Frankl Man's Search for Meaning? I don't know if that's the name. Man's Search for Meaning is a great example. Rollo May, The Courage to Create is another one. Um, and then John Bradshaw, Healing the Shame That Binds You. We work through tox- Toxic Shame. Yeah, so a lot of stuff. The one thing we couldn't really tackle was the dissociation. And I, I don't need to be, in his defense, my EMDR, we started off with that and we've just moved on to a whole new realm. Um, So yeah, each therapist has been different and their approach is different and it's like I don't know how to articulate this quite well but I'm sort of at a point right now in this very moment in this chair where I'm like I don't think anybody really knows anything Um, and I'm starting to accept that the really this mastery brain thing like there's a little bit of dude that's just a kind of like a compulsion. (laughs) There is no right or there is no objective, right, really. Human nature is messy. Life is messy. We're all kind of, I sort of liken myself to a fish out of water in a boat. i just sort of flopping around. But all fish are flopping around when they're out of water. That's what we do. And uh, I, if I'm being completely honest and transparent with myself, at this current moment, I almost feel a little bit of agitation towards therapy. It's like, it's really easy to get caught up in overanalyzing things, especially when you've done it for almost 15 years. And I think that's where I'm at. I think it will be healthy for me to spend less time analyzing things and questioning my feelings, and more time just being like, yeah, this is totally normal, and just trust and have faith that what I'm feeling is normal. And uh, the experience, albeit it's probably different than other people, but that doesn't make me, or maybe it's the same, and I'm just the only one who's being honest about it. And that finally is another thing I wanted to touch upon. There's been like a fifth therapist, (laughs) right? So I have George, Dr. Steve, Michelle, who's EMDR, and then Terry's couples. But the fifth one is more abstract, and that has been this podcast itself. And the reason I give this podcast credit is because I think the more that I've shared my insecurities and my anxieties, the more I've the more I've said it out loud. There's something about saying it out loud and then saying it into the internet that makes you feel like, oh, okay, like maybe this is okay. Maybe I'm normal. There's something oddly cathartic about it, and I think um, allowing. Just knowing that there are people who have listened to this and who say things like, hey, I feel something similar, or this is really cool, I like this, or maybe just not even yelling at me, not even calling me a freak, you know, like the fact that I haven't been ridiculed plays a little bit of a role too. It just normalizes the human experience, and I feel a little bit selfish for saying that because again, my goal and hope with this podcast is that it is cathartic for other people as opposed to it just being cathartic for me. However, that's a side effect of this thing that I've noticed. So this podcast has definitely helped me feel more comfortable with the things that I worry about, um, the things I'm scared of, and um, it's, a, it's been really helpful in that regard to have Haley as a sounding board because she listens to every episode and I'll ask her, I was like, did you think the last one was weird? Did you think it was boring? And she's like, no, you know, she's always positive. Um, And she'll be like, well, you know, maybe if you'd said X, Y, or Z, it would have been weird, but the way that you, you know, blah, 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 she's encouraging and stuff like that. So that getting that kind of feedback is just like reassuring in a way. Um, But yeah, so, Long story short, hiatus time, baby. Um, I feel bad because the mastery part of my brain is like consistency is key when it comes to podcasting. and When it comes to creating content, you can't take breaks. If you take breaks, you lose people. And I don't want to lose you guys, but uh, as Dr. Steve aptly pointed out, there's a world in which this thing is truly meant to reflect What therapy is like and that is you start and you stop and you start and you stop Um, and it's a journey of its own right and who knows maybe this thing can turn into were it to stop completely maybe it turns into just a little time capsule and people who stumble upon it they can join the journey of 45 or 43 or however many episodes it is and you know c'est la vie c'est la podcast therapy Um, so I'm going to wrap this up and I'm going to say, if you don't hear from me for a few weeks, I'm moving. I'm getting married. After that, I think you'll hear from me before I get married, but you might not. I only have about a month between I move in and I get married. And I don't know if in two weeks I'm going to have... The thing is, we don't have enough furniture (laughs) to fill the house. So these therapy chairs, these podcast chairs, might get repurposed. Haley and I are probably going to have a shout out because I think she wants to use them for something else because you know we just got rooms, we need furniture in them. and I'm like, "Well, what about my office?" And she's probably like, "We well, can't hoard a third of the house's furniture." and she's right. Um, so we'll have to figure that out. But if you don't hear from me, I'm gonna get married, and then, uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff. Um, I hope this podcast continues to bring you a good idea of what therapy can be like. And therapy can be hard. Yeah, it can be a painstaking. It can be a chore. Um Haley, are you here? Yeah. Oh. Haley's here. When would you get here? Yeah, so you just been listening to me, you little creeper? Yeah, I've been working. Okay. Um podcaster right now. I know. Haley's here, she creeped in. I thought you went to happy hour. Oh, so you're still gonna go? Here, why don't you come over here? Bring in in. Why don't you tell people? I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking. I'm telling people. Oh, I could. do give you. want your own microphone? Yeah. You can put your little headphones on.
1: Doctor Steve, you've officially been replaced.
0: You've been replaced.
1: This is, I broke your headphones, though. Maybe so.
0: No, that goes down. There you go. say hi
1: hi (laughs) how
0: does it feel to be podcasting oh you know are you scared are you nervous not really i was just telling everyone about how i'm going to take a break and i was talking about whether or not this podcast was interesting and i talked about how times i'd ask you and you'd be like yeah it's pretty interesting and I don't know generally speaking were there times where you're like this is boring
1: every once in a while an episode would be boring yeah but
0: did you ever feel like it was more interesting to you because yes you're getting married to me
1: yeah I'm personally invested yeah and I learned a lot of things about you from this podcast that I didn't know
0: well so that's it's fair to think that other people did too but I don't know that's kind of the point of therapy I guess did it feel like does it feel like it's reflective of like real therapy?
1: I think it's reflective of your real therapy. Yeah. I think it's not reflective like of everyone's. Everyone's therapy, I think you have a very unique
0: type of Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, yeah. I don't know, uh, I was talking about the chairs and uh, the fact that I need these for my podcasting, but you wanna put them somewhere else. So I don't know when I'm gonna start back up. I thought maybe before the wedding, but there's a world where I don't.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. See where they end up.
0: Yep, but I do wanna have Dr. Steve in my house. I think that would be funny. Uh, your house? Yeah, my, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Haley, unfortunately we're going to do the math
1: (laughs) called out (laughs) yeah (laughs) who's who got us the financing yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) thank you for your w2 income haley you're welcome um so yeah this is uh this is haley and alex it's on and off we're going to take a little little hiatus see other people
1: (laughs) no we're not i'm just
0: kidding we're gonna take a little therapy hiatus for Alex and uh we'll see you. I'll see you when I'll see you and what else do you What's, have any?
1: what is dr Steve's quote that he always says gotta sign off with that
0: life is m- ah be kind to yourself
1: no it's the bitterest tears left on uns- yeah. uh, the bitterest uh, tears shed left for for
0: for words left unsaid and deeds left undone so tell your parents you hate them and everything's gonna be okay
1: <laughs> don't do that that's terrible <laughs> advice
0: uh yep he always says life's messy don't t- tie a bow on it so thank you for listening and continuing to listen and um yeah see you when I see you okay see bye Haley Bye, Haley. <laughs> That's a Dr. Steve joke. Filling in. Yeah, all right.